This is the Western Obsessions TV podcast, where hunting's not a hobby, it's an obsession. All right, this episode is brought to you by The Top Predator. It is a fitness archery challenge. Do you have what it takes to be The Top Predator? The registration is now open at thetoppredator.com. Get your spot. Let's see what you got, what it takes. All right, guys. My guest today for this podcast is uh, a new friend of mine, Mr. Garrick. He lives in Hawaii, and uh, we have been chatting back and forth. We're going to trade out a hunt. I'm going to take him elk hunting, which he's been before, but I'm going to take him out. He's going to take me out in April. Garrick, what's going on, man? How are you? What's up? How's it going, Kurt? Yeah. Uh, nothing much, man. Just finishing work and doing the daily grind and, and just um, trying to get it all done so we can get out in the field and get out in the water and do some playing. Heck yeah, man. I can't help to see, take a look at your background. Look at all those like badass rams back there. And they're a little bit different, right? Like those are different rams. Are those all from right. Hawaii? Yeah. So all of these sheep here are from Hawaii, um, the big island. Uh, we have a mixture. It's, it's kind of unique because we have a mixture of mouflon, uh, feral sheep, and they get kind of interbred and then we get what you call like, we, like a hybrid, like a mix between the two. Yeah. And, um, and so, I mean, this one of my favorite animals to chase around is, is, is a big ram, but, um, I love it. I love hunting, hunting sheep and goats and anything that has four legs. I mean, I'll chase whatever there is. Pigs. <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. You're going to have one of those big rams tied up for me when I come hunt with you in April. I'll try. I'll try. I can't make any promises. But Just put them in I know a there's a few. That we- <laughs> and then like release them the day before I get there. So like, you know, where he's that. Right. I don't know. Right. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll have a name for him. We'll have a name for him when you show up. Okay. Yeah. You got to <laughs> name him, right? Like that's, that's kind of like whitetail hunting one one. You got to name the buck that you're after. We got to name that Ram that we're after when I'm out there. Well, I know, I know a buddy that's got one in the pen right now, so we can tie him up. <laughs> I'm playing all of these, all of these sheep that I go after and goats and whatever, all free range animals. So that's what, that's another nice thing in Hawaii is that, you know, um, I would say there is some high fence areas, but 90, probably about 98% of the hunting here is all just free range. So, well, yeah. I mean, it's but, islands. It's all, it's like high watered area right like like they're not going anywhere they're on the island <laughs> you know what i mean you know that that so what is kind of funny is that um on some of the islands are fairly close and um there are possibilities that like they found access deer swimming in the ocean no kidding like oh yeah like between islands yeah they've seen deer swimming in the ocean so i mean there is a possibility that that one deer could have jumped island to island. I tell you what, man, those axis deer are pretty amazing. I, it would not, I would not put it past them just to jump in, an, the, in the water and swim to another island, right? Oh, <laughs> no. It, it's so crazy. I, I've literally seen some jump off a cliff right into the ocean. Holy cow. I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. So well, guys. It, I would not put it past them that they would end up from one island to the other. And it's, it's a far swim. I know I wouldn't make it from one island to the next. I wouldn't even try it, man. well guys if you're listening here and obviously you are if you're hearing my voice hawaii is freaking amazing i went there for the first time i haven't even didn't even i've never even been to hawaii before last year i went and hunted uh axis deer on molokai i absolutely fell in love garrett with hawaii hunting man and i just got a little taste it was one day dude one day hunting i'm like i've got to come back every year i want to come back every year and hunt Hunting here, in Hawaii, I mean, I love it. I mean, I, I, I can, you know, it's, 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 it's a different um, atmosphere, you know, compared to, I, I've been getting out to the mainland here and there. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm on this quest of trying to harvest a big game animal in every state. Um, but I love hunting in Hawaii. I mean, I've, I've been basically doing it since I was five. You know, as soon as I could walk, my dad was taking me out in the field there. And um, there's some pretty funny stories with that. But um, the opportunities of hunting here in Hawaii, I mean, if you've never been here, um, I mean, it's it's actually quite a bit of a paradise. 
because um, we got hunting of some sort year round. And then not to mention the fishing aspect of it too. We got awesome fishing. I mean, shoreline fishing, deep sea fishing, big fish sport game fishing. I mean, it's basically it's, it's a, it's a paradise. It is paradise here. Yeah, man. A hundred percent. And you, right, you just said something that piqued my interest. Cause I always, I love talking about how you get into hunting. Cause I think everyone has their own kind of cool, unique story. And I want to hear some of those funny stories about how you got into hunting with, with your dad. Is that right? As a boy? Yep. So my dad was, I mean, he was a bull hunter here for, I mean, one of the original, I wouldn't say original. There's, there's guys from before him, but there wasn't a lot of bow hunters here in Hawaii. A lot of them were rifle hunters. And, um, you know, I, I've got a lot of the stories, obviously, um, you know, back in my day, you know, this kind of that, but, um, so a funny, funny story. I don't know if it's, I like sharing this story too much, but it, it, it does make for a good story. So, um, so one of my first recollections of hunting, um, we were in an archery hunting uh, in this area, Puanahulu, which is on the big island. And um, we go out and I'm, I don't even know, I must be like five or six years old. I don't know. I mean, basically one of the first things that I can remember. And we go out and um, so we get out in the field and there's a herd of goats. So I'm all excited, you know, I'm like, yeah, you know, he's like, do you want me to go get it? I don't want to leave you here. And he's, and I'm like, no, I want you to go. You know, I want, I want you to get one of those goats. So he's like, okay, well, I'm going to sit you right here underneath this tree and I'm going to try and go and get that goat. And then, you know, I'll be back. So I'm like, oh yeah, I'm so pumped. You know, I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm just going to hang out here and wait. So I'm sitting underneath that tree and I'm watching the goats from where I am. And I guess as you know, as a young kid, I don't know, five, six years old. I mean, when you're out in the field all by yourself and you're like, what's going on here? You know, like how long has it been? You know, I mean, minutes turn into hours. And um, so I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm watching these goats. I don't I have no clue where my dad is, but you know, it starts getting dark and I'm like, okay, did he just like leave me here or what? You know? <laughs> so I, this is where the funny part comes in. I start like yelling for him, you know, like I'm calling out daddy, daddy. <laughs> and so he's in the meantime, he's stocking up on these goats and I guess it to the goats me yelling for him sounded like another goat. <laughs> so he was actually on the opposite side and he said he thought it was going to work out for his, in his favor where the goats were going to get scared and kind of come over towards him. They ended up coming towards me and, and, and he, <laughs> he said they came towards me and he was trying to get back up on them. And, and so I'm sitting underneath this tree and now I'm hearing noises because all these goats are like coming my way. <laughs> <laughs> you so, didn't even know you knew how to call goats, huh? Yeah. So yeah, I mean that was I guess I guess I guess I had that one in me from from when I was a small kid. So yeah. <laughs> but you yeah, that's kind of one of the first stories. I mean, you would think that may be a traumatizing one, but <laughs> I never lost interest in the hunt. So <laughs> well, yeah, you should have just had your dad like leave a little bow for you or something, right? Right. I mean I, I <laughs> It was, it was an interesting, I mean, that's, that's one of the first stories that, I mean, I don't always like sharing because it's a little humiliating, but nah, it's, it makes for a good story. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good story, man. I like it, especially how like you started calling them the goats because you're yelling for your dad. That's pretty cool. You know, yeah. I, and I imagine like it, growing, so I grew up in the Midwest in Nebraska, right? Smack dab in the middle of the United States and hunting growing up in the Midwest, I'm sure was quite a bit different than hunting growing up in Hawaii where we did some bow hunting too, but it was like tree stand hunting. You sat up in the tree under, you know, try to find the best sign you can and just sat there and wait and hope something came by. Right. Like that was the, and then we did a lot of like pheasant and quail hunting, but that was pretty much the extent of it. Gun season came around and we, you know, it was all about whitetail hunting, but it was always cold. And like, I remember as a little kid, man, just shivering my butt off at like eight years old, but not wanting to get out of the stand. Cause man, I loved hunting. Even when I was a little boy, like I didn't want to come out. Right. So, how was it growing up in Hawaii, man? Obviously, you weren't shivering your butt off because it's usually pretty warm. Well, there. you know, it, 
so it is nice. We have awesome weather here. Um, growing up, I mean, not so much ever really sitting in a tree stand, like how I could imagine, you know, Nebraska and, and tree stand hunting. Um, most of the hunting that we do here with archery, uh, a lot of spot and stock. So, you know, we were basically on foot, um, glassing, um, finding the animals, putting the stock on. And, and it was a lot of, it, I mean, that's my one passion. I mean, spot and stock is, don't get me wrong. I'll sit up in a tree all day waiting for a deer to come by. But if I can go out and try and outsmart that animal and, and be able to get into bow range, I mean, that's one of my true passions. Um, and, and from a young kid, I mean, it was, you know, when I first started bow hunting, um, you know, there were still the old style wheels and, you know, like when they first came out with those little pins that you'd get the nail polish and you'd polish that little ball up. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, with, there was no release back then, you know, it was all fingers. All fingers so it was, yeah. it was challenging, you know, aluminum arrows. And, um, man, I don't, honestly, I don't remember how many arrows I flung at animals and I've never, <laughs> it took me a while to get one, you know, but I love chasing those things. <laughs> Oh yeah, man. I remember like those old bows, man, all, all fingers. I didn't even have pins cause I had like the hand me down or the hand me down bow, right? Like all the aluminum arrows and they were all bent, all of them. Yeah. So I like tried straighten them out the best that I could. And like, you know, like, and there's no shooting more than 30 yards, you know, at that back in the day. Oh, you know, 30 just, yards. That was like, that's an impossible shot. You, you <laughs> be up close and personal, basically, touching the animal and, and I, and I still miss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, man. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, obviously it, you know, growing growing up here, up, it, yeah. it, it's, it's, uh, it was, it was an awesome, I mean, awesome childhood. I, I love growing up here. And like I said, hunting is year round. I mean, it goes, um, you know, you can hunt game mammals basically all year long if you're on private land. Um, but on the public side, you know, usually right around now, it's coming up, uh, March all the way until October is a good time for public land hunting. And then it goes from November to January, it goes into upland game bird hunting. So we got a lot of upland game birds too here, huh. pheasants and chucker and turkey. I, I never really got into the turkey hunting, but we got a bunch of them here. No kidding. Uh, yeah, that's actually, um, I, you know, I got a lot of friends from the mainland that are really into turkey hunting. And honestly, it's a great turkey destination. If you want to hunt turkey and you, it's one of your passions, um, I mean, there's a lot of them here. And we don't have much guys that, that really do it here. Huh. Yeah. Well, maybe that, that might be something I come back and do because I love turkey hunting. It's a lot like elk hey, hunting. Yeah. Where like you can communicate with them and they'll gobble back and like, like a bugle, right? Like right. it's a lot, you sit up on them kind of similar to with like a decoy and call from behind. Like it's kind of similar to elk hunting, man. in, in a lot of ways, just a lot smaller. <laughs> right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I, you know, I always grew up and I always seen a bunch of them. So I just, you know, it was always like, we'd, we'd harvest a few during bird season, but I never really, I, I think a few years I played with that call and I couldn't get it figured out, but I, it wasn't, it wasn't something I always get guys that come and say, like, Oh, you got Turkey honey. And I was like, I, we got amazing Turkey honey. I just don't know how to do it. I'm going to be honest. I don't know how to call. <laughs> <laughs> but growing up spot and stock, like from probably a young, young age, right? Like you got yeah. your spot and stock skills got to be on point. We're like, I didn't start spot and stock hunting until I was probably, I mean, I, I got out of hunting. I hunted pretty hard until I got like, you know, as a senior to high school, I started getting into girls and sports a little more. Right. And I didn't start right. hunting again until like maybe late twenties, maybe thirties. So, you know, it, that's like spot and stock, Western style hunting, elk hunting was new to me. That was a big learning curve for me, but you've been doing it since you could probably walk, huh? Yeah. I mean, it's, I like, I've been, it's kind of almost comes naturally in that sense where, um, you know, with any type of hunting or any type of activity you do, the more you do it, the better you get at it. I mean, you learn from your mistakes. So I guess you can say I made a lot of mistakes <laughs> over the years. Oh, for sure. And um, 
I'm sure I'm a little better from than when I was six years old. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Have you tried calling in any uh, sheep like you did when you were six? Um, actually, yeah, it's, it's actually a really good technique. Um, yeah. especially certain times of the year. I mean, just like elk or anything else, you know, they're, um, sheep and goats, they're herd animals. So, you know, they, they are, they're very vocal at times when there's not a bunch of predators, which we don't have much of here other than, um, feral dogs. Mm. But, um, in some areas, those feral dogs, they can wreak havoc on those herds. Yeah. So, um, calling in a sheep, I've, we've, I, sheep and goat, I've done more than a few times. Yeah. It's actually a really good technique. Dude, you have to show me that when I'm there. Um, we'll definitely try. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, you guys don't have hardly anything for predators. That's why I noticed when I was there, like the axis deer almost like way overpopulated where I was at. And it's actually doing a lot of damage to the landscape, right? Is that the, is that yeah. a problem in Hawaii? It, you know, so it it kind of brings up uh, a big issue here in Hawaii because, you know, all of the animals here in Hawaii, especially the four-legged ones, are all introduced animals. So unlike other states, um, you know, where the state actually sees the value in the animals, you know, I mean, it's it a lot of the states make, you know, really good money and, and do conservation you know, drawing of tags and whatnot. Hawaii is different in that, in that sense. And, you know, the state basically looks at it like these are pests. So, you know, they, it's, it's a, it's a rough conversation here in Hawaii because obviously the whole, the hunters in, and, and it's a good um, source of, of food for all the people here. But at the same time, the state see, the animals doing damage to native plants and and um and, and the landscape basically so you know i mean with anything i think there needs to be good balance and as of right now i mean it's it's tough doing the i guess conservation and and doing the numbers and the counts and stuff hawaii's management just is not there i mean that's that's the sad part about it um, you know, in certain islands, those axis deer um, kind of start to wreak havoc uh, after a while because they they reproduce very quickly. Um, I, I I've heard that you know within a year, one doe can drop up to three times in a year, Holy and cow. up to two fawns on on a birthing. So there's a possibility that they can drop six fawns in a year's time which is crazy it's yeah. usually once or twice at most but i guess on a very good year they can they can they can definitely drop a third time which is pretty remarkable i mean and they, and that's kind of where you know the the numbers of the deer start going up and up and up because just not enough of being able to harvest them and, and not enough predators like you said especially on islands like molokai and um lanai and stuff i mean where there there's basically no predators there yeah what do you think like you think hawaii should introduce like a, a coyote or something like like a predator well, or what you know it's it's interesting i mean you you would think that maybe adding a predator would maybe help a little bit but i think a lot of it is just the restrictions on in certain areas. A lot of this game that you're seeing, especially on like in Molokai and stuff, are all on private land. So, you know, the, the problem is with that is that it's on private land. And, um, you know, so in that sense, it doesn't get managed as well as like the, the public land would, you know, because there's a lot of hunters out here that would love to get out and, 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 um, and and hunt those deer on private land it's just the problem with that is that a lot of these landowners um you know they they they're trying to manage these animals for trophy quality too and you know when you get some of the locals just come in i mean they're just wanting to harvest meat um or even a trophy you know it's hard to manage that aspect of having both you know public and and private kind of deal 
in working together. So right. in that aspect, it's pretty tough. Right. And yeah. I know Molokai is mainly private. There are some little strips of public, but it's mainly private. And that's probably why the, the population is so high there is yep. Yep. lack of hunting and lack of management, I'm, I'm assuming. Right. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of what I know. And, and Molokai is actually the first island that the Axis deer was um, introduced. Right. Well, let's talk about that. Like uh, from when I was there, the story that I was told was the, um, the king at the time, right? Like the king of Hawaii or, or whatever, um, yep. that was a gift to him. It was an Axis deer. Yes. Is that correct. right? And that's how it, the Axis deer was introduced? Yeah, so that's how it was introduced. Yeah, it was a gift given um, from one of the Chinese dynasty, I believe, as a gift. And then it, they introduced it to uh, Molokai first. And then um, from Molokai, they brought it over to Lanai. And then from Lanai, they brought it over to Maui. So those are the three islands that has access there. Right. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, it's like, like I was saying, the access deer um they just they reproduce like wildfire and um so this year um from what i'm hearing the reports that i've been talking to my buddies out in lanai which is always a really good hunt um for access deer they had a major drought we had a major drought this year it was it was a really bad drought we we weren't getting much water i mean we had one of the biggest fires on on the big, big island that um wiped out a lot of land um and generally it comes back fairly quickly with rain but um we went through that big drought season and uh a lot of that deer got really really sick because of the population again um also because of the covid deal you know um lanai does a state hunt every year um generally every year and you know the amount of hunters that they have coming in that to do these hunts um, keep the population of deer down on Lanai. But due to COVID, um, the first year that COVID kind of hit, um, they shut that whole hunt down. And then the following year, they did the same thing. They didn't have another hunt. And then last year, they kind of did a, a cutback of how many hunters actually come in. So the deer population kind of exploded. We got a bad drought and um, a lot of the deer on Lanai died because of that. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, man. And that goes right into management and, you know, we can go, definitely go down the, the rabbit hole of COVID for sure. I think we should probably stay away from that. But, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so like, uh, you know, from state to state, a lot of hunters, just uh, the out of state hunters that come in are not necessarily looked fondly upon. Right. Like there's definitely those hunters are like, oh man, out of staters are coming in. It's elk season. We got all these guys coming in. Like, is that similar down in Hawaii? Is the mainlanders that come down to Hawaii looked like like they're like how's that perceived from the locals? You know, it's it's funny that you bring that up because um and I'm gonna be on I'm gonna be on both sides of that fence because you know, in Hawaii, we're like it's a it's a mixing pot here, you know. I mean, we've got so many different nationalities here. I mean, you know, you name it, we've got it over here. Filipino, you know, Hawaiian, Japanese, Portuguese. I mean, it the list goes on and on. I mean, there's probably every single ethnicity out here. But in the hunting aspect and and generally just outsider aspect, um Hawaii has like a uh, word well it's kind of like a name basically for the outsiders which i'm not sure if you've ever heard but um so the word that they use is howley howley and howley yeah okay howley and so howley it basically it comes down to one without breath and then people take that as okay white you know no breath they're white. <laughs> but that's not generally the case it's it's actually anyone that doesn't have that hawaiian bloodline because um the breadth of i guess you know the you know that hawaiian um back to the hawaiian days so 
if you don't have the blood, then basically you don't breathe like the Hawaiian, whatever, you know, the air, whatever. So in gen, in, you know, in actuality, basically anyone that's not Hawaiian is, is a holiday, but it's generalized with people that come in from the mainland. And, you know, I, I, this is how I look at it. You're all going, you're always going to have good and bad, no matter who you deal with, you know? I mean, so if you got, you know, you, some, you just have people that come in and they just don't think that their shit don't stink, you know? <laughs> sure. And then, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I hate to say it that way, but that's just kind of how it goes. And then, and then obviously you got the good people out there that, you know, just like everyone else that, you know, just want to come out and enjoy the outdoors and, and there's nothing wrong with any, I, I don't see anything wrong with any of that. You know, I don't mind people coming in. I mean, that's how I meet a lot of good people that I know. I mean, that's the thing I love about what we do here. You know, I mean, you oh, meet yeah. awesome people that love the same thing as you do. And it just, it makes for an awesome experience. Yeah, man. hundred percent. Like it's all about who that person is. And there's definitely those bad apples that ruin the whole bunch that are like, maybe egotistical that don't respect the if you're on like private land you're not respecting the land you're not respecting the culture like same thing with state to state you know the out-of-staters that come in and that don't respect you know it's just bad apples man you know it just is yeah. what it is so yeah i mean i was just and, curious on the how that perception was yeah i mean it's it's the same way like any you know you get the same type of any anything you know i mean if there's no respect on on that end you know it's it's I don't care where anywhere you go, it's going to happen. You know, yeah. you're always going to have that type of mentality, I guess you can say. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously Hawaii is known to be a, a big tourism place. So it's not like, man, you are always having outsiders there from the mainlands or from all over the place. Right. Like that's probably yeah. a constant thing. I did notice that Molokai was a lot less touristy. I saw that culture is a lot more native. Right. Um, what other islands like, tell me about, like, some of the islands that it, there's hunting on and, and, like, what makes one a little bit different than the other. So, um, let's see. So, basically, hunting in Hawaii, you got the Big Island, you got Maui, you got Lanai, you got Kauai, and you got um, Niihau um, are the five islands that there's, there's some hunting on. Um, and all of them are... Are, are different in the aspect of you have different game on in, on separate islands um, and just basically what you see. I mean, the terrain, um, you know, they're all basically every island you go to, you'll, you'll, you'll see a difference in what the island has to offer. Um, big island, like where I'm from, um, we've got, you know, basically desert we got uh dry lands we got rainforest we've got um uh mountains with snow on them you know people don't always think that hawaii's got snow we got snow you know i mean it's it's really diverse it's um a lot of lava you know I mean, it, it it can get treacherous because it's so fresh um there's places that we call what they call a'a lava and it's probably the nastiest thing you will ever walk on because um you know and the hawaiians basically a'a because when they'd walk on it with bare feet they're like ah you know it's, it hurts i mean you you fall down it's like a bunch of razor rocks oh, yeah. it's basically the best thing that i can explain it um and then you go off to like lanai and niihau which are you know, on the further end of the, on the um, island chain and they're, they're older islands, you know, they've been broken down a lot more with, you know, d over time. And so you'll get, uh, yeah, in Kauai even, just a lot of rainfall, you'll get big giant valleys. I mean, just nasty cliffs. And um, so it's, it's every island you go to has its own, its own little, um, I mean, you can go, from island to island and island and you'll notice a difference wherever you go you know there's there's always going to be a little bit of a a change in scenery and and whatnot 
man, I want to experience it all, man. I, it's, it's yeah. I want to island hop and hunt on every one of them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. No, so if I was a hunter, first oh. time, never been to Hawaii, um, what, what, what do we have to, what would a guy have to do? I know like there's a, you have to pass a hunter safety test, yep. but what are some other things like a first time guy coming in to hunt? What do they need to do? Where would you recommend them hunting? Is there enough public land to hunt? Go for it. Um, so that's a good question. Um, so Hawaii, basically, like you said, how, passing a hunter safety course. Um, the nice thing with Hawaii is that you buy a general license, a hunting license every year. Uh, usually it, it re-ups itself every June. And for a non-resident, it's $125. So with that $125 hunting license, um, you have access to basically all the public hunting land. Um, certain areas uh, require tags, um, but generally the tags are fairly cheap. I mean, um, I'm just going to take, for instance, here, uh, that spot, Kwanahulu, it's, it's like a $10 tag for, for a goat, like a $10 for a ram. Um, and then... You got some other islands like Lanai that does that state hunt, that state access hunt, and they have a state mouflon hunt, which this year they're changing it up due to, you know, the COVID deal, but they actually combined it together. Uh, and th those tags are a little bit more um, for a non-resident. I think the tags are, you know, $125. And that one you need to put in for um, a draw, which the draw just, the draw just closed. But, um, I mean, in the following years, you can do it. And all these other areas kind of have similar – it really depends on – it comes down to really what animal you want to hunt. I guess the first question you got to ask yourself is what kind of animal you want to hunt and try and harvest. And then from there, figure out which islands have that animal. Like I said, like so like Lanai and Molokai and, and Maui have deer and, you know, pigs are – you know, Kauai and Big Island, Oahu even. Um, so first you get an idea of what animal you want to try and hunt and then figure out what island they're on and then go from, from there you go and see what public area, or you can do, they, they have paid hunts in private lands. Um, there's actually quite a bit and they're really, some really good ones out here um, if you're looking for trophy animals. But Public land, there's a bunch of public land, uh, definitely on the big island, um, some on Oahu, um, Lanai, Maui, uh, and, and Kauai. All of the islands basically have a bunch of public land. It just basically comes down to what and where you want to hunt. Right. Like I know the research I, I did before I came, well, it was exactly that. All right, what animal do I want to hunt and what islands have those animals? And that's where I kind of started. Um, I, in, so when you say paid hunt on private land, are you talking more of like hiring an outfitter? Or are you talking about like a trespass fee? So there, there's a little bit of both. Um, there's a bunch of different outfitters that you can go through, um, and guides on, on basically almost all the different islands on private lands. And then, um, on certain islands like Lanai, uh, there's, uh, and and even here on in on the Big Island, there's areas where you can um, pay a trespass fee. So it'd be a non-guided hunt um, on private land, and you you know you pay your trespass fee, and then you get like a certain bag limit of whatever animal that you can you want to harvest. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I mean, it's 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 completely diverse. I mean, it's every type of hunting opportunity that you really can think of here. So beautiful thing about it is it's year round, man. It is you know, year round. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 Let's talk so, about fishing. Not uh, only hunt, not only the hunting's badass, <laughs> but the fishing, man. Like if you guys like to fish, Hawaii's got some hellacious fishing, right? It's it's awesome. Yeah. I mean Hawaii's a paradise. I mean, it you know, people <laughs> say paradise. Hawaii is a paradise. I mean, you know, I I've been just fortunate to grow up here 
you know, born and raised in Hawaii and uh, it's fishing here is amazing. I mean, the nice thing with being in Hawaii is that because we're, you know, off basically volcanic island, um, we got steep drop offs. And, um, you know, if you go down like on the East Coast, when you go fishing and you want to do like trophy, big game fishing, marlin, tuna, mahi, ono, whatever, you know, you got to run like 50, 60 miles out to, you know, the drop off mm-hmm. where here, like right off of, let's, I'm going to just take off of Kona, Kailua Kona here on the big island, you know, you, you get, um, less than a mile offshore and you're in a thousand fathoms of water that's six thousand feet less than a mile from shore right like within you know 20 minutes you're deep sea fishing right yeah i mean so going into that i mean i've hooked my biggest marlin out of kona harbor and i basically came past the green buoy coming in you know when going out passing the green buoy right outside of the harbor I was setting my lures out before I could even get the third lure out. The marlin bit it, and it was a 863 pound marlin. Holy! Right cow, outside man. of the green buoy, there was charter boats that were coming out of the harbor still, like watching me fight this 800 something pound marlin. <laughs> <laughs> so if that's that's a good indicator of how good the fishing can be here. Yeah. You know, it gets it gets hot, and that's another thing. The fishing here, I mean, there's better times here to fish. Um, you know, a lot of times summertime is kind of when you hear there's a bunch of fish and that's kind of like a really good time if you want to come down and do some fishing, but year round, I mean, there's tuna, marlin, I mean, it's endless. There's, there's a bunch of fish here year round and there's, I mean, summer may be better, but even in the wintertime, it's still good, you know? Right. So... Yeah. And that's one thing when I was there hunting, like I was supposed to be glassing, like I needed to be glassing to find, but like, I was just staring at the ocean, man, and staring at the scenery. And like, there was, there's so many opportunities where I was hunting anyway. Like I think that morning we went on at least 10 stocks and I was wore out, man. (laughs) Like it went from stock to stock to stock to stock. It was like, hold on. We need a break. Time out. Let's go get some lunch because I am wore out, man. <laughs> so, man. I had a blast, man. Yeah, it's a game-rich environment. I mean, I, I had – it was funny that you said that because I had a buddy of mine come last year, and um, it was the same way. You know, we were – we'd go out, spot a, spot a bunch of sheep. Okay, make a play. Okay, we got busted, whatever it may be. They go. I pop up on the neck, kind of come up on a ridge, start glassing. There's another, there's another herd of sheep there. Let's go. And he's like, what? Like, okay, we're moving again. And it's just go, 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 go. And then to the point where he's like, dude, you got to slow down. I got to just stop. We got to take a break. I'm like, there's, there's animals there. There's animals there. It's a good problem to have, man. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So yeah, man, like I'm, I'm excited to hunt more in Hawaii. Cause uh, you know, just the scenery is amazing. The weather's amazing. The animals, I mean, I didn't realize how cool those the sounds of those axis deer are man well i don't know it's not a bugle you don't call it a bugle you i can't remember what you call it but like super like cool when they're running like yeah like cool. a growl almost. It's like a howl yeah 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 so a and lot it's, of fun it's funny too because um so like you know here like i said hawaii is kind of like a mixing pot so we got you know the samoans and stuff and they have like a little um like a little call that and if you've seen any of my videos, sometimes I do it because I, I, I just, it's, it's an awesome feeling kind of doing it, but it's just kind of like, oh, so yeah. I was hunting, you know, actually the first time that I ever heard of the, you know, that, that buck call out, I was like, who the heck is chihooing in this place? Because, <laughs> you know, it, it, it was like a raspy, just, you know, and I was like, what the heck is going on in here? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, super cool, man. I was there like, man, that is bad. They're such a cool looking animal. And I don't know the hunting is awesome. I haven't done any fishing there, but the fishing would be super cool. I just, I really look forward to like going hunting Hawaii, like yearly. I'll probably be there for sure every year. Uh, like you need like, to come down here every year. <laughs> absolutely. 
So like, uh, let's say that, you know, someone comes over, they kill something or they, they've been fishing and they have meat. Yep. What's your process? What like, what do you tell guys from the mainland to get meat back over to the mainland? Um, so getting any type of meat, fish, anything back, basically, you know, be ready to pay a big airplane bill, a shipping bill, basically. Cause that's, I mean, there's no restrictions on getting any of the meat back to the mainland. Um, basically process. Uh, we don't have, that's the one thing that we don't get a lot of here is processing uh, plants, kind of like, you know, meat processing places uh, here compared to uh, what I've noticed up in the mainland, you know, you get a lot of processing and, and I, I guess growing up here, I mean, that's all we did, you know, you hunt, and then you process your meat. So um, a lot, I mean, if you, it depends if you're the type that likes to get it processed, that might be a little bit of an issue here uh, as, as a, we don't have that type of facility here. Um, but if you're the type that, you know, don't mind processing all your own game, uh, you know, it's, it's basically you clean your game, you bag it up and you get it on the plane and fly it back. Yeah. And I, and I usually process all my own game anyway. Um, and that's exactly what I did is when I went there is we froze it. I bought a yep. cooler while I was there, stuffed yep. in a cooler, duct taped the cooler and checked the bag. And that, yeah, you're right. Like that bag was very expensive, but I tell you what, Axis deer meat is amazing. I will pay that fee anytime to get Axis deer meat back over to the mainland. I mean, next to elk, it might even be better than elk man what do you it's, think what's your favorite good. meat I, you know i like my i like my wild game i mean i eat a lot of wild game i got to finally harvest my first elk this year i don't know i love elk <laughs> <laughs> uh I, and i love axis i love it all but axis deer is i mean it's if i had to pick between elk and axis deer i really don't know which way i'd go i i really like the elk axis deer is awesome too but i i guess maybe because i've always been brought up with it it's mm -hmm. it's it's uh don't get me wrong it's one of my favorites but i think because i haven't eaten eaten as much elk <laughs> i yeah. right now i prefer the elk <laughs> yeah well yeah, you got you know you ate axis deer growing up so you're like anything different and new well, not anything but like elk's right there man like they're both really really good and I love elk. I, I have a newfound favorite. That's why I, I, I've been, I've been like, I need to get back up there and hunt elk. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, man. I, like we're definitely going to be chasing some elk around this year. Um, in Hawaii, like say you had to go out right now mm -hmm. and you wanted to go harvest your favorite meat, fish, mm -hmm. hunting, whatever it is, what are you going to get? What are you going after? Jeez, you know, it's, I don't know if I have a fate. I, it's, I've been brought up luckily enough where it's kind of like what I crave, I guess you could say, you know, cause at a point you get, you get, you, if you don't, if you don't, if you haven't had fish for a while, you're like, Oh man, I want some tuna. You know, I want, I want some sashimi. I want some poke. And then you go fishing and you catch and you you're catching these fish and you're eating fish and you eat fish for like two three weeks straight and you're like I need meat you know it's like <laughs> yeah uh, so, so in that case you know, then it's like what 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 kind of meal am I craving you know am I craving show you pork like okay I gotta go I gotta go out and kill me a nice fat hog you know do I want um some baby back sheep ribs. Oh, okay, I gotta go out and go find me a sheep, you know. So it's that's what's nice about it year round. Is like, what are you craving? <laughs> it's right, kind of how it right. kind of goes. <laughs> and as a local, like, is there? There's, I don't, I can't remember, but I, I think that there is no bag limit as a local. Is that correct? Um. Well, in certain areas, there's no bag limit. Um. So, private land, basically, you can do whatever you want if you have access to private land um you know you can you can basically harvest as much animals as the private land will will let you offer uh there are some public land that same thing there's no bag limit and in those areas there 
like I said, the state's trying to basically trying to get rid of the animals in that area. So in that sense, there's no bag limit. And then you got other areas that are managed a little bit more that, you know, like I said, you have to have a tag and, you know, you're, you're limited to a certain amount of game in that certain areas. But, but like I said, year round, I mean, there's always some place that you can go and hunt whatever you're craving basically. Yeah. Or fish, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we went, my wife loves fishing. So we went deep sea fishing this last year and we got some tuna, we got some uh, Wahoo, we got like some yellowtail and like, oh man, this amazing meat. So like, and when I told her I'm, I'm going to Hawaii to hang out with you, right? Yeah. She's like, oh, I'm coming. <laughs> I want to go fishing. Bring her along. Bring her like, along. <laughs> but like, see, we have a newborn now and like, uh, but I'm, you know, I definitely think at some point, like I'll, I'll learn the ropes from you here in a little bit. I'm, I'm definitely going to have to bring her to Hawaii, do some fishing for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, like you said, you got to come here year, every year at least, you know, and I love having, you know, new people come that have that same passion, you know, I, I, I don't know, maybe, I mean, I, I kind of, I don't say for me, I try and do the extreme, but I, I don't know. I just have this drive of wanting to get out and hunt and fish as much as possible, which is, I'm sure everyone does, but, um, I don't know. It's just, it's just one of those things that I just, I love it. I can't get enough of it. Garrick, how, how old are you now? Cause I, I got a store kind of a story after you tell me. Okay. So I just turned 39 this year. 39. Okay. I have to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, I turned 40, I'm 42 now, but when I turned 40, I don't know if it was a midlife crisis or what, but I'm like, just so I, like hunting and adventure, like, and I, I hunted, but like, it was just calling me, man, like that drive, like I have to go on as many badass hunting adventures as I absolutely can before I die. <laughs> so like, that's when I started doing the, the hunting show and like, doing all this. So I've only been doing it for a couple of years, but I'm right there with you. I'm like, okay, I am stacking my calendar full of hunting adventures and Hawaii is definitely on it for sure. It should be. And, and I, I, I highly recommend it to anyone that's ever even thought of it. I mean, a lot of them have never thought of it. They're like, Oh, there's hunting in Hawaii. Yeah. I'm like, well, there's the hunting in Hawaii <laughs> is pretty life. Like, mind-blowing <laughs> it really and i was that guy man i thought of hawaii like oh that's a you know a vacation destination when you go sit on the beach and and i never was really drawn that much to hawaii like i'm not a big hot weather fan anyway i love like the mountains and the cold so like i was like yeah it'd be cool i'm sure it's pretty and i'm sure it has cool beaches but like when I, once i found out like wait hawaii has some really cool hunting i'm there i'm gone <laughs> i literally like booked a trip and was gone in 30 days last year. That's, that's, <laughs> honestly, that's like most people. Most people that have never been here that come here and figure out that there's awesome hunting and fishing, they usually come every year after that. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry. Like, what, hey, what was that term again for uh, outsider? Oh, Howley. Howley? Yeah. This Howley's coming back every year. Sorry, guys. <laughs> you, know, you, know what, you know what a lot of locals say, though, right? Uh, come, 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 but don't forget to go home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come, bring some money, help out the economy, inject that in for sure, but then get your butt back to the mainland. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Garrick, man, this has been fun, dude. Uh, I, all right. Let me, let me end it with this is like, as a hunter, and this is all about, man, I'm just trying to like bring value to hunters. that have never been to Hawaii and help them out a little bit. So new hunters, you know, definitely do the hunter safety course. You got to do that to go to Hawaii. It's their own hunter safety course. Do a little research on what animal you want to hunt. That'll help you pick out which Island and then on X or like, you know, any of those apps can show you public land. Just do some research on like what might be a draw, what's public. And then, and then also we didn't touch on this, but like there's some spots that you cannot hunt certain days of the week though either. Right. Correct. Correct. Tell so me more about that, that real quick. Um, so just a short one in a nutshell. I mean, a lot of public land hunting in Hawaii is only on the weekends and state and federal holidays. So 
that's another thing to take into consideration when you're coming to hunt here is that if you're going to hunt public land, plan to do it on the weekends or on a holiday because a lot of these areas are, that's the only days that they're open. Right. Um, there are some areas that are open every single day, but those, you know, not saying that those areas don't have animals to be hunted. They're just going to be obviously a lot more pressured and, and a little harder to hunt. So um, there's always, there's good areas to hunt. Just kind of do your research as much as possible before making it over here. Yeah. And no yeah. guys, we're not going to drop a pin for you. Like we're, not, <laughs> we're going to tell you, this is the spot to hunt. Like do your own research, right? Like Garrick's a nice dude, but like, I don't think he's going to give you his honey hole away. Right. So, um, but yeah, like, but private land, obviously you can hunt throughout the week because that's a private landowner. You can do whatever you want there as long as the landowner's okay. But on public land, it's weekends and holidays for the most part. Right. Yep. Correct. All right. So as a new hunter come or a new guy, never been to Hawaii or girl. And what is one thing you would say, Hey, once you're here in Hawaii, I know you're hunting, I know you're hunting this animal or whatever, but you can't go home without doing this. What would that be for you? Don't go home without doing this. I would say that's a hard one for me. The definitely see the ocean because yeah. that's life changing get up in that mountain that's another life-changing one and um and just take it all in i mean it's i i live here and even though i live here i swear every time i i, I get out i'm like look around and i'm just like wow you know this is this is awesome <laughs> yeah. dude yeah. that's really good advice man because you know, being from Colorado, I have the mountains here all the time. So when I moved here about 15, 20 years ago, whatever it is, like I would just stare at the mountains from, you know, even from the Midwest, like, oh my God, the mountains. And like, I picked certain places to live for a mountain view and like not realizing as soon as I stepped out my door, I could see the mountains anyway, <laughs> you know? So, but same thing with Hawaii. I'm sure like after a while, like you kind of like don't appreciate it as much because you get busy with day-to-day -day stuff and so hunters, yep. when you're there, soak it in. You could probably literally go sit on the beach and get in the water and then go hike up and get in the snow or at least high in some mountains at the same day, huh? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's about, I would say, in two hours, you could be freezing your butt off in snow and then be down at the beach in the sand just getting sunburned. <laughs> <laughs> And what more could you want, man? And hunting some cool stuff, man, and having a blast. So, yeah, yeah. Shoot, oh, shoot, Garrick, man. Hey, thanks for your time, man. And I hope you guys out there have learned a little bit more about hunting in Hawaii. Um, I am excited for April when I come down and hang out with you, man. We're gonna have a blast. Oh yeah, we're gonna have a good time. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, man. I'm gonna sign off, and I appreciate you again. All right, right on. Thanks, Kurt. This is the Western Obsessions TV podcast, where hunting's not a hobby, it's an obsession. <laughs>